What's up, everybody? It's the day we've all been waiting for. The day we've all been anticipating since the beginning of the year. <laughs> because for some reason, we'd be anticipating the end of the year at the beginning of the year. We have reached the annual, wait, was it the third annual, fourth? It was like fourth, fifth, maybe? Okay. Yeah, one of them. The fourth annual, oh my goodness. I think we started in 2019, right? Before that. 2019 was when the, like, that was like oh. the COVID year, right? So it would be 2018. No, 2020 was the COVID year. Okay, so 2019 is when COVID was discovered in China. But it's 2020 is when it got over here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like the, yeah. 2019. Okay. Well, it's, it's like the fifth or something like that annual. Not even a word. Okay. Cheers. Yay. All right, y'all. This is great. You know, I'm happy to be here. What do y'all think? How, I, this is our red carpet. So, you know, tell me, you know, who are you expecting to other nominees to win big? And, you know, whose performances are you looking forward to? I love to hear something from you. Oh, Ashko, you go, you go first. Oh, okay. I hope that some of our guests decide to sing live tonight. I know that's not something many of them are used to, but um, yes, I I believe that would be a very surprising but welcome addition to the show. <laughs> oh, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. What are we expecting for We're tonight? We're expecting girls, girls, girls. Because we know that 2022 was the year of female artists in K-pop. Okay, that's a huge spoiler. Also, thank you for stealing some of the stuff that I wrote on my ballot. Okay, you viewed my ballot before the award I did show. Not. Wow, this is rigged. I did like not. <laughs> it's like, well... I'm excited to get to it because we got some good stuff to talk about. This has been a wonderful year for music. Can't say the same for K-pop, but it's been a wonderful year for music. And I just, not just music, but the thing going on outside of the music has been kind of wild as well. So some, some hugely great things actually have happened. And then some really troubling things have happened. So I am interested and ready to go ahead and get into the awards. It's kind of crazy that we're jumping straight into the awards. I guess before we get into the awards, I'll just say this. Stream SOS by SZA. Um, all right, let's get into the awards. Okay, so the first Nyan Award is for Best Choreography. And, you know, we this was the year of, like, TikTok, you know, challenges and things. So everybody... Oh had some form of dance that they wanted you to do on TikTok and that they bullied their friends into doing. Uh, so, <laughs> so what did you think was the best choreo for this year? So for my nominee, I don't know how we usually do these, but I chose for best choreo DKZ with Cupid. Y'all know how I felt about that if you listen to our reaction to it. I really thought it was cute, but fun. It was catchy. It was more innovative than not. You know, it was something different. They were giving something different with it. And so I really enjoyed that. So what did you guys think? Let's talk to Ash. Well, who had the best choreo? So nobody, really, nobody's choreo really caught me off guard this year. But I chose Dreamcatcher with Mesa. Mason. Mason, yeah. 
Maison. Maison for house. Isn't it right? Oh, okay. Yes. And just because in general, like I've always really liked their choreography. I've always found it really inventive and hard hitting in its own way. I mean, it takes some talent to have like good choreography to like metal, you know, type of music or metal adjacent music. So I've always enjoyed watching their stages. And so that's pretty much the only one that really stood out to me. So yes, Dreamcatcher. Okay. Nice. Okay. Nat, who had the best choreography? choreography so for here? me, I really loved Ivy. I actually wrote Love Dive, but I actually meant After Like, because I really love, that's the one that sampled Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. And I just thought like that was just, I don't know, it's just so fun. And I like how they kind of dance to the beat. But I think like, not personally, but just in terms of like from a subjective standpoint, I think that New Jeans Hype Boy was definitely the top one for this year because everybody and their mama, even JYP himself was doing that choreo. And not just for challenges or anything like that. They were learning it on their own and just doing it on like random radio shows and just showing off that they could do it. So I think it definitely was the most popular dance that was recreated this year. Most pop well, or best? I think it's best right? too because I think it was fun. Like I enjoyed looking at it. I didn't think it was a bad, I didn't think it was bad choreo. It definitely was high style, you know, like where they're just throwing their body all over the place because it's <laughs> yes, very it's energetic. A little too energetic, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I think I think what's weird though is like it depends on the group too, weirdly. Cause I feel like two by two is like one of those groups that's focused on perfection, but then you have like the opposite end of perspective, the spectrum where, well, I don't know. I guess all of their groups are kind of focused on it, but all of their groups seem yes. very rehearsed, Yes, I guess. But yeah, I, so, I would say it's the best okay. and definitely the most popular, popular and the most recreate, ah, words, <laughs> recreated yeah. this year. So yes, that's it. Okay. Fun. So does anybody okay. have... A winner for worst choreography. <laughs> I chose to. I decided to not take or yeah. I chose to not involve myself in this category this year. I don't think I've seen enough to be able to say who. So I'm gonna stay quiet on that one. What about you? I just went ahead and chose Pink Venom because Blackpink makes Pink way Venom. too much money and. You know, tries to be so bad and whatnot, but then, you know, you give us like basic ass choreo and it just doesn't like they have all the resources to have better choreography if they wanted to. And it just is just so disappointing to me. So, yeah. I just actually got done watching the Pink Venom choreography video and I didn't think it was like, I actually thought it felt a step up. <laughs> like, but that also is like a a, a rehearsal. Like it's yeah. a choreo video, so of course it's gonna have to look good, right? But I, I thought it was okay personally. Not that you asked, and not that that was what this segment was for. I just want to throw my two cents out there. But what about you? Oh, Matt? first I want to comment on the Pink Venom thing, which is really funny because they when their first two tour stops in Seoul were bashed to like hell and back okay because they were so lousy at everything so 
I feel like I would I would definitely give them worse choreo, not just for Pink Venom, but just in general from those four, first two shows because they were like out of sync. Jenny was just there. She was just vibing. You had, you know, Jisoo doing what Jisoo does best, which is not dance well. And so it was, I feel like if there's like worst choreo for the year of 2022, they would win the award just like, for that, if you're talking about like concerts as well as just not just the music videos. But if you're talking about music videos, for me, I would pick Girls by Espa just because I felt like it was kind of wonky looking. That whole leg in the air thing that they were doing. I don't know. I just felt like it, mm-hmm. like in a music video where you have the right angle, you have the right, you know, setup, everything looks good. Things look things always usually look good in a music video, but then you do it on stage or whatever and you don't have all that fancy camera work and it's just weird. So I think that's that's for me why I picked it because I don't think anybody else could really do it or would really want to do it. It's not like hype way. Everybody wanted to do that. You know, like it was fun. This one was just like, uh, it, it, it's it's a little too awkward, I think, to be fun. So that's why I picked that. There. Yeah fairness that's very fair (laughs) i have to say too i do want to go back and say i kind of want to nominate i think okay this is probably not the worst choreography but it's some of their it's like one of their less at least intriguing choreographies and that was two by two's gbgb like choreo is kind of whack like be honest but it i don't think it was the worst i I don't really know what the worst was but that's just my two cents Okay. okay. So, cool. That was a great worst choreography yeah, category. I think we I feel like we have definitely become more positive focused people in in all of these years in K-pop. Because if this was any other year, we would have had like 10 people. And we would have been actually yeah. roasting them yeah. too. Like we was looking back at our old responses to these, y'all, okay. and like yeah, we take no prisoners. Yeah, sometimes. so we're, we're we're good. We're good. So next is best music video, and Jimin, who did you select? Okay, so I originally didn't select someone for this because I just completely forgot. I erased all of K-pop out of my brain. But now that I'm thinking about it, the best music video for me has to be only one of Rie's music video for their little, like, what do you want to call that? Like, series mm-hmm. that they're doing. I thought his music video was great, mostly because I really like him. Like, out of everybody in the group, I think he might be my bias. He just seems kind of, like, quiet and kind of to himself. And he's got a cute little voice, kind of reminds me of Hechan. And the music video, you know, it had a coherent plot. And it was, like... I thought that, you know, what they were trying to portray, it came across and I thought it was nice to look at as well. It didn't seem cheap or anything like that, even though like I don't I'm pretty sure only one of those companies is not like a, you know, they're not like big baller, shot caller type. But yeah, that that's probably my top video of the year. Like I, I that is one that I've gone mm-hmm. back to. Fair so. enough. It was cute. That's the one we watched together. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Though, though, I think we watched... Yeah, I think that's the only one we've watched together. But yeah, that was cute. Well, what about you, Nat? Oh, what I picked Ivy's After Like because I just think it's fun. It's warm. It's, you know, it's it's a happy place. So I, and I really enjoyed it. I do want to like, like add that I also really liked 
nah, nah, nah by GOT7 just because, you know, it's GOT7. And also, I was hoping for comeback this year, but, you know, I wasn't really expecting it since they were all so busy. But they gave us, like, three days of their lives. <laughs> and nah, nah, nah and the album. So I'm very, very grateful. And it is actually my most viewed K-pop video this year, according to YouTube. So you know YouTube does like a rap, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I do. Nobody watched. Oh, I did. Though. I have mine. I screen cap it and put it on Twitter. Oh. Oh, you. Oh, I thought you meant the YouTube. Like, okay, never mind. Okay. I'm tripping. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's that's about it. I know you want to hear about my most viewed MPs. Oh no, that's okay. <laughs> I was girl. I was distracted. <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> am I sharing that? I mean, let's see. Did I even copy that part? Probably. Yes, it did. Top artist. No, it just has top tracks. Yes. So, Na 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 by God 7 You Call My Name by God 7 Aura by God 7 Then Step Back by GOT The Beat. Got The Beat. That's that girl, a super girl group from SME. And then Love You Better by God 7 So, those are my f- five most viewed music videos on YouTube. I'm not surprised. All right. <laughs> All right, Ash. Yeah, so I also picked only one of, and I picked, I thought the one that we had watched, and maybe I guess I was wrong, was KB, Be Free. It's like the one where they like mm-hmm. wake up together and then they seem like they're having some kind of weird argument oh, yeah, in the that living one room. Really cute. It kind of brought me back to, oh, in the living room. Or the den. Or, oh, shoot. Or yes, something. yes, yes. No, okay, because it's like he woke up and he was like under yeah, the sheets yeah, or yeah. something. I think, that yeah, that's the one. Maybe, okay. Because the one with the living room was Rie's oh, video. I don't know. But the one where, like, I, where it's like, there's like a restaurant, there's like a phone booth, and like he wakes up with the sheets around him, and like, it's kind of suggestive. It's like they just slept together. That one's okay. Okay. Well, that one, or Rhea's, the whole project is is kind of cool, I think, and it's not really something you see K-pop groups do much anymore. Like, I still remember Tiara's little mini movies they used to do, which were kind of cool and like a B-movie type of way. So, yeah, I'm glad they're doing them. And I'm looking forward to seeing the ninth one that is coming out soon. So, yeah. Yay! I'm looking forward to seeing it with you. And I think it's so cute that I can't tell if you're saying ninth as in you think that there's nine of them or ninth as in you think that nine's name is ninth. It's cute either way, <laughs> and I, this is not a call out. This is me thinking that you're oh. okay. So the next category is worst music video. <clears throat> Who had the worst? I actually deal? didn't pick one because I didn't think that any that I'd watched were that bad. And there were artists that I could have checked their music videos for who I'm not like a huge fan of that I just didn't. So like. <laughs> There wasn't really much at the bottom for me to scrape, like, to go through because I just, for my own well-being, I just decided to stay away from things that I know that I'm not going to like. So, yeah, I didn't actually have a choice. Yes. Surprisingly, yeah. All right. What about you guys? (laughs) The one I picked, I couldn't stay away from because we watched it for the show. And uh, that was NCT 127's Two Baddies. I guess this is more about the song than the MV, but the MV was also just, I found it really just, 
I guess you could be of two minds about it. You could either find it funny and endearing or like really garish and kind of over the top, I guess, in a way. And I don't know, like the whole package, like the song and the video and everything just really was a huge turn off for me. So I went ahead and picked that music video and song as worst. So. Fair enough. It was pretty bad. Right. I mean, I, I, said, I don't know why I said nice, but yes, I don't remember Too Bad music video that well, but I actually didn't pick one either just because like, honestly, I've just, the, I, my memory is shot from this year's video. So, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So I guess we could just move on <laughs> to the next category. Fair enough. Fair enough. So best soloist. Ooh, who do you think shone the brightest? <laughs> I mean, nobody really had a solo like that. I re- like, no. Okay. People had solos, but no soloist really kind of came back that I'm really looking for that much. Except for, I will say that like, any year that B.I. has a comeback, he's going to be in contention. So I naturally chose B.I. because Tebby's not here. And I don't no no other solo artist really stood out to me except for, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I mean, B.I. kind of by default. But what do you guys think? Um, Ash? I, I mean, I kind of feel like Jimin where nobody really stood out to me. But I did remember watching the her music video, Send Me. And I like Sunny. <laughs> so I just went ahead and, and chose her because the other two soloists that I remember that came out with albums and EPs and stuff this year, I just was not really into their stuff at all. So I picked her. Okay. Well, I do agree with B.I. He did he did have that song Bitter for BTBT featuring Soldier Boy. <laughs> and I can't remember the female vocalist. And that was really popular. Because he was dancing real hard to it, looking great. But I did pick Taeyeon, which is not surprising if you know me. She she had INVU this year. And I didn't really, I was a huge fan of that. But I thought the B-sides on the album were really good. Some Nights is one of my favorite songs this year. So I have listened to it a billion times as well. And I think that that and Bam Bam earlier this year with, I think that was the name of that album. That was, he had a shoot Satellites, the first song, and the one with the girl from Red Velvet, Who Are You? Two of the best songs this year, hand down. So, and two of my most listened to songs as well. So, yeah, that would be it for me. All right. So, you know, after we do the best, we got to come back with the worst. <laughs> Who did you guys pick? Go ahead and pay attention to none of them solo artists. Fair enough. I'll, I'll say that I picked <laughs> Mark Twan. And here's the thing. I thought that lyrically Mark's album was really strong, but the music was not doing it. Like, I kind of wish that he had people in his camp who were like, be for real when he, you know, finished recording the song. I, I really wish he had people on his team who were like that. So that was the disappointing part but I think Mark is actually like a really good lyricist like in a, in that like heartfelt honest sometimes brutally honest way I like like I, I really did appreciate the aspect of it but I just thought the music was not good like at all but his tour did well you know the fans showed out showed up so hey if that if they like it that's who his his, his audience is you know what I mean but what about you Ash of uh, the 
three soloists that I remember this year. The second one that I did not care for was Nayeon with Pop. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'll just preface like this by saying that I don't think it was like the worst ever. I just felt like it was kind of weak and like just for like a solo song, like it was cute enough, but it just I don't think it really established her as a soloist or anything. Like you would think like a breakout song, like say Gashina or something did. But I think that it just, you know, it's pretty like par for the course, I think. It was pretty flat, to be quite yeah. honest. Like for me, the song sounded like one big ringtone. I don't like I wasn't a huge fan of it either. I mean, I didn't think it was like terrible or anything, like not as bad as anything Mark did, but definitely not what like the hype was because she did really incredibly well, which is, you know, twice as a solid fan base, you know, people like her. Nyan seems like a cool girl. I get it. But yeah, I, it, it was like Gashina. I remember when I watched that music video for the first time, you know what I mean? Like it was just so magical and just, you know, I still listen to advice, you know, like there's something about these songs. I don't know. And I don't think Nyan had it or has it as yet. I don't, to be quite honest, any of the Twice girls, the Twice girls have like solo prospects, but I'm maybe they're going to change my mind one day. We'll see. All right. So let's get to the next category, which is best male group. OK, I'm just going to go first. Got seven. Y'all know what it is every day, all day. Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, I listened to that album about 100 times, according to YouTube. YouTube alone, not just Apple Music. So I was definitely feeling it. But what about you guys? Who did you pick? I'm, I'm curious. Ash, who you go first? I mean, the male groups were so invisible this year. <laughs> I just really, I really didn't really, I had a hard time picking. So I just picked whoever seemed the most inoffensive this year. And for me, that was ATs. Which is kind of surprising because there was a time when their fans were kind of like... Chow, I Like I said, I just picked whoever seemed the most inoffensive. I don't really even have like an informed decision for this one. <laughs> like, I just she went ahead... She picked it out of a hat. She just picked it out of a hat. I was like, AT seems like they were pretty under the radar this year. And they didn't release anything that made my ears bleed from what I can remember. So... That's who I picked. That, that's who I picked. Maybe honorable mention goes to Treasure since wow. they did well at the Mamas or whatever. But yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's who I picked. <laughs> okay, I guess it's my turn. I completely forgot that I hadn't <laughs> gone yet. So I picked for the best male group. I said it's between only one of and two by two. Obviously, 2 by 2 is going to be a contender any year they release. But I'm going to say only one of really, really stood out to me this year. Like, I think in prior years, I definitely had paid attention to them. I saw them when they were on their come up. Obviously, they've been involved in things where people are like, what is going on here? But I think now they've really shown their colors in a way in terms of what they can do talent-wise and what they can do with a good story. And I think, you know, it's just interesting to see how they've been developing over these years. And I think that they, this year was a really good year for them. They had, you know, them deciding to do the solo series, I thought was genius. I think they clearly have 
an idea of what type of group they want to be and they're trying to execute on that. Hopefully they don't disappoint in the future. Obviously, we know that it's not realistic, but I think they're my best male group of the year, probably. Well, I do want to add in hyphen. You guys can boo me all you want, but I really like their well, music. You don't have to worry about that. We definitely <laughs> are booing you. <laughs> I like in hyphen's music. I'm sorry. It puts me in a good mood and it's really great when I get when I clean. So they also are, they're the group that I decided to officially become fans of this year. So yes. But anyways, once again, after we've selected the best, we do have to get to the worst. So who do you think was the worst male group this year? Anybody can start. That's tough. I really don't know. Well, I'm continuing my streak. And I'm going to say Stray Kids just because they've actually made their noise music. Because that's just what we yeah, say Also, they've managed to make their noise music really popular. And that's almost worse to me. So, yeah. So I picked NCT because... They went from having a very, very strong year last year with sticker and favorites to who? two baddies, two baddies, one Porsche. And I feel personally offended by that downgrade. I don't like it. I hate it. So I picked MCT because they really like for me, this is a flop year for them personally. But I also would take ATs because you know what? ATs was like copied a lot. There were a lot of plagiarism going on in K-pop this year with poor ATs. But then they dropped an album. The album wasn't even good. So did we, we listen did. to ATs this I year? Because I did. just remember no, feeling we didn't. Uh, I me too. Didn't. Oh, we didn't. Okay, I was say because I feel like I remember feeling like ATs is literally like trash. Well, you know if I, I had mean? known all of this, like, I wouldn't. Have I know. I, I know it's illegal to say that. I changed but. my vote now. <laughs> I didn't know all of this. I mean, I, I just, I do remember listening to the album, but not like for the podcast. I think I just did like a random live stream on like Twitter one day because I was bored and it came out. And it was like, they had this whole like apocalyptic sort of theme going on. But then I felt like it just felt empty. You know, like when a group is trying to be punk, but they're not really punk. It's all gimmick. That's what the whole album came across to me. Like, oh, we're rebels. We're fighting against the system. What, like, what are you doing to fight against the system? ATs? Explain yourself. Well, I <laughs> guess they weren't so... That was their yeah. I mean, that's not offensive per se, to be honest. It's just, you know, not great. It's just, yeah, I don't know. The, the music felt very empty this year. Like, it wasn't even fun. It just felt really empty to me. I say Stray Kids for both categories that... <laughs> best and worst. I, 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 I mean, I feel like I've made, I, I have to say this. Where are we at? We're best worst, worst male, group. male group. Yes. Okay. Maybe, maybe I have to wait to say what I'm going to say. Or should I say it now? I think I'll say it now. I feel like I've made, nope, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. We can move, okay. move well, forward. So the next category is best female group. Who would like to start? I mean, I'll go first. It's good. It's fine. Okay, so I picked mm -hmm. Ivy, okay. which should be of no surprise to anybody because I loved Ivy since they dropped 11 last year. And then they hit us with the hat trick 
They had Love Dive, which is basically like the, one of the biggest songs this year. And they also had Afterlife, which I love so much. And I, I just really appreciate their showmanship. I think the girls are really pretty. And I think their music is just so much fun. It's, it's upbeat. It's sometimes it's a little sexy. Sometimes it's just a little bit more carefree and just like having a good time, fun. And it's just, I don't know, it's just the perfect music. And like for, I guess, where I am right now in my life. So I think Ivy is definitely a top group in K-pop and one a top group for me. So what about you guys? Um, I, I think, Lord Jesus, I think for me, the best girl group of the year is Stacy. And I don't really have anything to say to back that up. I just wanted y'all to know that. I liked Run To You. I like, yeah, Beautiful Monster, not so much, but the song that they came out at the beginning of the year, one of the best songs this year. So I, I agree mm-hmm. with that as well. Ash. I chose a group that is problematic, but I have a soft spot for Silent G Idol. Because while I, the only song I really could get into this year that they released was Tomboy, I didn't really like the other stuff, but, um, they, I mean, you had to admit, like, this was kind of their year. And after they dropped, you know, Subin got kicked out of the group. They really kind of were rejuvenated in a sense. And I like the fact that they do try to address different topics and say something as a group, as opposed to just standing there and being like, real dolls like you, you feel like they're at least trying to say something with, with their songs so i will give that honor to them i will add as a caveat to that is that i actually did get into silent g idol this year as well i was a huge fan of tomboy but nude very, like it very much grew on me which is surprising because I hated it when I first heard it. But I think for me, it was their live performances that really sold me because they are really good live and their mics are on. So as soon as I dropped that girl, I don't know, like the vibe changed. Everything just felt fun and fresh. And I just, yeah, they were actually a group that I listened to a lot this year as well. But as we know, once we talk about the best, we got to talk about the worst. So who was the worst female group this year for you? I mean, it, it has to be obvious at this point. Like, you have to be playing with me if you don't know. A black pink. <laughs> black pink in your area. You all, you're right on the money. I mean, I'm sorry, but pink, born pink was garbage. Like, their worst album. Hands down, their worst album. And I also feel like, I know that I, I know that it sounds haterish. Because it is. I'm hating a little bit. Hating in the sense that I'm, I don't think that their music has been good for a while, to be honest. Like, I'm, when it comes to Blackpink, I'm literally just there for the visuals. And you know what I mean? I, like, that's honestly what I'm there for. Like, I don't, I'm not there for the music. I'm not there for the performances. I'm not entertained. I am there for the looks that they're pulling off, right? And I'm getting tired of us pretending like we are all here for the music. Some of y'all genuinely have Stockholm Syndrome. The rest of y'all, y'all just want to look 
you know, progressive and whatever. But there's so many other girl groups out there that you can look progressive with. I don't know why y'all chose Blackpink because I just don't see it for them this year. And it's sad to say, because obviously my favorite female idol is Jenny, right? It's just sad to say. It's very unfortunate to see. Hopefully next year they can be they can be a better them if we get another album, which, you know, that's always a toss up with them. I actually also picked Blackpink. So <laughs> Pink Venom or Born Pink or whatever the hell the name of that album was, was so bad. It was offensive. That's how bad it was. And I know that they had a great year. They sold really well. Lisa won an MTV award and they performed at the MTV show. I, like, I know they had a really big year. They're like currently in like Paris or something like that performing. And like the, the Macron's wife, his abuser wife, by, I mean, I don't know if I can say that. Okay, his alleged abuser wife went to their show and that was like a big deal. But yeah, it was real... Real weird that they did so well with such a subpar, basic, kind of boring, very like, like, like it was crafted very well in some places. And then just like the ball was dropped in others. And like, they're still going for that. Ooh, I'm going to swear I'm a hard, I'm this and that. But you're not like... I don't know. Like, I feel like there's still this really inauthentic sheen on the girls from Blackpink. Like, like, I don't know them personally, but it always feels like they're putting on a mask and the mask doesn't fit. And I feel like it's more and more obvious when you see their social media sides versus their music because their social media sides are so pretty and, you know, soft and like all this other kind of stuff. And then Lisa's thinking about like mm-hmm. shaking her ass for money. You know, it's just, there's a lot going on here. I will say that I think that like the whole, you know, Blackpink, it just gives you whiplash because it's like the music is one thing, but then the real, the size that they like show outside of the music is totally different. It's just strange. It's weird. Especially given that they are from YG and the stereotype about YG artists is like they are artists, you know, they write their music and they do this and they do that. Obviously, we know that's not happening with black people. But the point is, is like, it's it's just a weird kind of like whiplash that you get. So I get you. Also, I really wish that we got a Jenny solo, like a proper Jenny solo this year. Because, yeah, like yeah, a real like, one. And I know she's performing that song at the honor for her solo stage, which is like her. It's I don't know. It's a solo song. I don't know if it's something she means to release, but it's a solo song that she's doing that's new. But it's it's not given. It's not given the way she's performing. See, I feel like I feel like we're feeding into the black pink is just a bunch of at gay stands narrative. I feel like we by because here's the thing, we do do this, right? Like we literally sit up here and promote Jenny and sometimes Lisa, and we never talk about those other two. Well, I will say um it is because I will say that out of the girls, Rosie's solo, Ready for Love, was one of the highlights of the album, which is strange because I like I didn't hate on the ground. But it definitely lost its luster very quickly for me. And her singing Mm -hmm. style, I think, is still horrendous. But Ready for Love was definitely a standout on the album. I think it was kind of a standout for the for us too when we reviewed it. Like it it was something that didn't feel as fake as the other songs on the album. But I mean, you you'll have to do a lot of convincing with Jisoo. I'm sorry. I can't beat the acne allegations with Jisoo. I really can't. <laughs> because what is she even doing there? 
But anyways, we yeah, we probably should wrap it up about Blackpink because it will definitely be controversial. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's yeah. looking like yeah. It. Okay, I, maybe let me say let me say some good stuff real quick though about them. Yeah. Visuals are always usually yeah. giving. They're very popular. They sell records. They get YouTube views allegedly that are not bots. <laughs> they seem like nice girls, yes. especially Jenny. Jenny's literally the number one celebrity in Korea in my eyes, and everybody should try to. I get will also her. say so. that their older music is definitely a lot more fun. Like I, I definitely love, still love Square One. I think the Do 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 album still something that I listen to regularly. And as if it's your last, as if it's your last, is one of the best songs that they have ever made. So definitely not a hate on the group itself, but you know, I, I do think that after all this time, we expected growth, we expected more, and it just looks like they're either stuck or they're regressing at this point, which is disappointing. So. Yep. That's what we're really coming from. Yeah. We're frustrated because they are regressing musically as a group. And we, you know, with all the money that they're making and all of the hype that's surrounding them, they shouldn't be regressing. I mean, say what you want about BTS. And we've said a lot of things about BTS over the years. At least they are doing different things. Like, butter doesn't sound like dynamite. Yeah. Yeah, it don't, it don't be yeah, working. It doesn't it don't be working, it's, but it's it'd be different. different. And even with their solo stuff, they're doing a lot of different things. So respect that. Not that we I asked. It's happening, though. Yeah, but Blackpink is literally regressing. That's why the joke is that they're not even musicians. They're not artists. They're just social media stars who happen to dabble in music once in a while. <laughs> but yes, yeah. that's it. All right, Ash, who's the worst girl group? So they're actually very popular right now, but they I find them a bit annoying. And we talked about the whole Y2K thing. I picked New Jeans. I didn't Blackpink because I figured... Number one, I didn't listen to their new album, and I figured that was kind of a foregone conclusion. So, I yeah, she wasn't with us shooting in the gym. <laughs> it was bad. Um, yeah, so I I picked New Jeans basically just because I I kind of I don't I, I can't really get with them and just the whole like their whole concept and you know and I want to be honest like the whole controversy with them kind of creeps me out. The underage girl thing creeps me out and it never will not creep me out, at least until those. Okay, go ahead. I'm so sorry to do this to you, Ash, but I just messed up, y'all. Why? What? Blackpink was not my worst female. After we talked about them for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were my OK, I'm going to go ahead. Look, they were in another category and I'll say it later. But I'll I'll say my worst female group after Ash finishes. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. It's okay. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, like, hate them or anything. I just, I, I really just hate the machine behind them and, you know, the whole cookie fiasco and, and everything. And, and maybe, you know, things will get better from here. You know, none of their other songs seem to have that same, like, icky sexual connotation undertones to it but it's also just kind of like the y2k thing as someone who was a tween during y2k it's just i it's personally annoying to me that this is like some big discovery that they made that 
you know, hey, 90s, Y2K fashion and music. It's it's cool. It's cool when we do it. So, you know, they could very well do release something or do something to make me change my mind. But this year, they just kind of annoyed me. So that's who I chose. Can I say something really quickly behind yes. that? I think the problem with the... No, because I was... Well, I just want to say really quickly behind the Y2K thing. I'm not going to say what I said like when we were talking about it because I actually do feel like I can't... Like, I can't... I feel like I can't say negative things about new jeans because they're, like, so young. And I feel like I'm bullying kids. So I just really, in some cases, just don't want to talk about them. But I think the problem with the Y2K thing specifically is that Korea had popular music in the Y2K era. But why are they dancing to No Diggity at music shows? Like, that's the thing that really weirds me out. Like, that you actually have, like, yes, in the 90s in Korea, you know, they they never didn't really want to emulate the 80s so they you know look to 90s in in america but now you have like k-pop existed in the late 90s why are you not emulating y2k in korea why are you emulate still emulating black people well was y2k in korea not just emulating black but it's not doing the same like, thing i was watching that yeah. hot the other day and i was like oh my god is this is but this- even Jeez, they look kind of like... But even so, like, you could... Like, there were a lot of groups in the 90s that were, like... You know, you know, kind of felt like parodies, but not... But in, like, a Korean way, like, sort of, like, doing it the Korean way that was popular. Stuff that would never be popular back here. That's what they're not emulating. They're not emulating the Korean stuff or the Koreanness about it. They're still emulating Black people. I'm like, we'll never get rid of them at this point because they will just keep on emulating us like, it'll be tlc right. next i'm it's waiting for the thing i'm waiting for their version of no scrubs at this point because it's yeah. coming like that's a thing of kind of like okay well you guys had your own industry at this point like people are making millions of dollars like in the late 90s and like sme was a company that existed like you know when you guys get moved to the 2000s are you not going to be like emulating chinese ring ding dong and stuff like that like nope you're going to still be emulating things that happen over here and specifically from black people. Yeah, yeah. to be fair, I will say that second gen in K-pop was actually the most innovative. I feel like that's when they started, particularly like late second gen going into third gen when you had like Green Ding Dong and like these like really EDM type sounds. Like it's, it was really not, it didn't sound like, you know, what black Americans were doing. Yeah, it was their own stuff, you but like orange caramel uh, and, like, they had their own kind of, you know, feel to it. Like, they would take those, the basis of those things, of those sounds from the West, but then they would put their own spin on it. But now it's just, like, straight up Jack and just whatever from just over yeah. here. I just feel like we'll never, there's no end to this. Like, it's like yeah. a parasitic relationship and not in this parasocial way that we usually talk about it. This is literally, like, parasitic, you know, Asians copying Black people forever like there's no insight it's and again like you were saying it's this is not any kind of diss to the girls themselves because they're obviously not the ones coming up with these concepts and this music and whatnot this is all about hype and you know whoever is running the group so just want to meet people who had it and people who had her bullying erica badu to get on his album you know like please leave us alone guys at this point but anyways yeah, that's yes. terrifying. Yeah. But I, so w- my worst female group was actually New Jeans. And I, I just looked back when, when Ash did it, I was like, oh, shoot, that was mine too. For some reason, I thought I had them as worst artists. And that doesn't even make sense because they, I don't think they were the worst. 
But literally, I put, you know, Najin should not have debuted this year. I totally, I totally feel that way. Like, they should not have debuted already. I think that it, it should have been, if they were going to debut, they should have debuted them in about three years, I would say, like three years from now. And I also put whoever signed off on them needs to be in prison. I, everything about the execution of that group is so disturbing to me. It is so disturbing. And the fact that their fans are like going to such lengths to like justify Cookie, for example, I'm like, what what is happening? Like, what kind of world do we live in? Like, it's it's so, I never really thought we would be here. Cause like we we had all this stuff talking about like oh you know everybody's always like you know let's save our K-pop babies from like their evil managers like I I just remember like seeing posts like you know you can't be mad at our our boys for doing this because their managers made them do it you know it's like it's not racist because their managers made them do it or it's not this because their managers made them do it we had all of this when it came to boy groups doing stupid stuff that they knew was wrong. But now that these girls are being put in these vulnerable situations, all of a sudden, like, we're not blaming the management anymore. We're not saying anything about that. Like, that's not a problem. Get some business. That's I all will I say, too, my fear, like, my major favorite with New Jeans. And I mean, I, I think Attention's a great song. Hype Boy's a great song. I listened to Diddle today. It was whatever. But one of my biggest fears is that 10, 15 years from now, they're going to do one of those, you know, comebacks reunion show thingies and they're going to talk about things that literally was in our face this whole time that people were like oh well you know we don't know what's going on and cookie defending cookie with their last breath like the same people are going to be like oh we should have seen it and it's like we did you know there are definitely signs here there are definitely red flags like we don't know what's going on clearly but like there are a lot of red flags around the new girls the new jeans situation and i would really hate to have you know, seen it, the red flags and not said anything about it. You know what I mean? Even if there wasn't anything that I could do, just, you know, acknowledging that there are red flags, I think is important. So yeah, that's it about new jeans. We are going to get to best song. I have like four songs here. So you guys can go first. <laughs> wow. Well, mine's pretty simple. I picked Love Dive by Ivy. I think Nat, you pretty much kind of already kind of covered a lot of the positives of the song, but it was fresh. It was different. It just really, you know, has some things innovative to it that just kind of stuck with you. And I, it's the music that I listened to from K-pop this year, there was nothing else like that song. So. That's why I picked. As you should. Jimin? <laughs> oh, I mean, I will go first. I'll go next, sorry. So I picked four songs that I mentioned. I picked Ivy's Love Dive. Not Love Dive, sorry. I picked After Like because I did listen to After Like a lot more than I did Love Dive, but both the songs were fantastic. Songs of the year, Sodi, 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 for sure. And they did win Song of the Year at the Mamas, I believe. So they did get a Sodi. Very, very happy about that. And then I also picked A Pink's Dilemma because I thought it was just so catchy, so charismatic, a little dangerous and sexy. Like it was doing a lot. And I just love that we still have, you know, second gen girl groups who are still active, like not in the like, we're getting together now because it's a special thing that we got to do after 10 years, like Kara. Or like 15 years, I think. Is it 
15 years for both, actually. Or no, I think Kara came out like right after Girls' Generation did, or either right after, right before. I can't remember which one. But they, you know, they have are having these like reunion kind of albums. Whereas A Pink has pretty much still been active like this whole time. You know, they lost the member, yes, Nyan, but like they've continuously been active and trying to drop a single every year. So I really appreciate it. And I love Dilemma. It's just such a fun song. And their more mature run from I'm So Sick to Now has just been perfection. So I appreciate it. Taeyeon Some Nights is like my favorite B-side. It's just... <laughs> I know something about her voice is just so captivating. She emotes very well and she sings so, so fantastic. Like I just connect to her music real so much more than to her as a person, to be quite honest, but I love it. And I listen to some nights so much. And then there's a new group called 5050. I can't remember what company they're from, but they have a song called loving me, which is just so beautiful. It's, it's so happy. So cheerful. So it feels like love. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, but it makes me feel so good. So I definitely had to put that on this as well. Oh, yes. My, my best song. Song best song, right? Yes. So it's it's one of two. It's either two by two's opening sequence, which mm-hmm. I really enjoy, or it's my heel turn. I'm turning to evil. I embrace Darth Vader in them. And because of that, it was it would be Stray Kids with mm-hmm. Taste. That's a good song, though. That song really changed my life. It really made me into a, a Felix scent. It made me understand what the girls see in Hyunjin. And, you know, all around, it is slowly but surely one of those things that's going to open me up more to Stray Kids, which is sad and unfortunate to say. I feel like I'm being bullied into liking Stray Kids, to be honest. See, I and that's why they're I best think, and worst. I think, huh? I think that's why they're both best and worst. Yeah, like, it's true, though. Like, I'm being really bullied into liking them. And really, it comes from the fact that, like, there's literally no other boy group that I like that is, like, active right now. So, and and doing good music, I should say. So it's just like, dang, like, your options are just so limited. So you kind of have to go to straight kids. It's sad. Uh, but this is, this is my, this is, this is growth. It's my character arc. Love it or hate it. my question. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next is a worst song. I think it's an easy choice, to be honest. I think we all, can we all stay I don't know if we are going to agree, though. One. No, I think okay. we all have the same one. Three. Two. Two baddies. Two baddies. Two baddies. <laughs> <laughs> drop my mic. I was laughing so hard. I dropped my mic. All right. Yes. That was unanimous. I don't think we've ever had a unanimous answer like that before. Yeah. I don't think well, so either. That just shows you how bad it is, guys. How two baddies had no redeeming qualities for me. Oh, no, I'm lying. It did. More of it like two I do think that Jaehyun rapping was pretty sexy, but that was it. Like, that was it for me. And Mark didn't even make up the difference. I'm sorry. It's just, it was a bad song. Nat, you must have been down bad because, girl... I'm just saying. But 
Yeah. Sorry. But anything you guys like to add about our worst song of 2022? I mean, it was a good meme. It really song. was. It really was. Okay. So we're going to get to best album. Yay. They sang. <laughs> they sang. Okay. So what did you pick, Jimin? Yeah, no, I picked GVGV. Stop watching. <laughs> <laughs> Too much to go through once again. Like, it's they're in, they're having their moment. There, it's their progression era. So I'm looking forward to what's next from them. Well, I guess you guys already know. For me, yeah. it was Got Seven's Got Seven. Not just because I love Got Seven. I actually think the album was fantastic. I listened to the songs. Like, I'm not a big fan of Drive Me to the Moon, but Don't Leave Me Alone. You don't care about me? Wait, yeah. Hold on. Wait, I feel like you just implicitly admitted that you didn't listen to all the other gossip songs. Which one what, makes what sense. do you mean? Because you said it was good because I actually listened to the songs. Well, no, no. I'm saying it's good because I actually like the songs. That's why I listened to them a lot. Like, it wasn't just like, you know, they're popular and I love them. So I'm going to pick them and choose them because I did choose them a lot tonight. But it wasn't because I just because I love them. Like a lot of people out here in K-pop world, you guys will be hyping up things that you don't like. I only hype up things that I like. I'm sorry, I don't care who makes it. I don't care who makes it. Silent G Idol made nude. I hated. I publicly said it was the worst song I heard ever in my life, and I actually end up really enjoying it. And not because it was Stockholm Syndrome or anything like that. No, I just didn't see the vision when I first heard the song, and I didn't look up the lyrics until afterwards and then I was like okay maybe it slaps maybe it does slap so up next we have best album and I, you know we're at the day saying part of this show because we are going to be talking about the album that defined k-pop for us you know personal or a personal subjective opinion. What did you guys select as your best album? So disclaimer, I didn't listen to a lot of K-pop albums this year. Really, the only ones I listened to were the ones that we did for our Patreon. So out of those, the one that stuck with me the most was Stacy's younglove.com. And I think it's because I wasn't expecting, like, from a group, like, I was impressed with what we got from younglove.com, from a group that's fairly new. There are a lot of aspects that, like, stuck with me, like the group having really nice harmonies, some of the, the vocals on some of the tracks, some of the songs. I just thought it was a very nice sort of you know they had some fun songs on the album but there was also some more mature tracks and just you know very kind of classy kind of grown-up kind of like music that is you know is fits their like concept and their image but it's not too serious it's not too goofy Stacey is really good at hitting like this really kind of sweet spot with me and I think younglove.com kind of solidified that for me. So that's why I chose that album is my album of the year. Mine is easy. It's GBGB. 
And mine is easy. It's I don't have seven. no reason. It's just GBGB. So <laughs> yeah, mine is God Seven. God Seven. Fantastic album. Not really shaking the table and doesn't need to. I'm just happy. I mean, that that's kind of the same logic with GBGB. Yeah, I just really enjoyed it. They, you know, what? both mm-hmm. groups did what they did best on these albums. So here, yeah, there you go. All right. So up next, we have best artist. You know, it's funny, we don't have a worst album, but that's good because I feel like it can go a lot of places. Well, listens to albums, though. Like, for, okay, I, don't, I won't say it that way. If you listen to a full album, I think you automatically predisposed to listen to only people you like. Yes, You know exactly. what I mean? Like, you're not going to take a time out to listen to a full album of somebody you don't like unless you are sadistic or masochistic like we are. Go to our Patreon. Honestly, guys, we listened to about maybe 10 albums this year. That was more than I was expecting. Because I had forgotten most of them, to be quite honest. But yeah, definitely subscribe to our Patreon. It's three dollars a month. You get us for at least, you know, usually around two to three times a month, and exclusive content that we are not going to say on this show as much because we don't want to get in trouble anymore. We're tired of getting in trouble, guys. We're just tired. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, best artist. Who do you guys think excelled the most this year? Okay, so I am going to have to say only one of, and I know I mentioned them earlier for being, I believe, the best male group. And I do believe that they put out some of the best work of the whole year that I actually was able to consume and pay attention to for the most part. I just think I see it for them. I think that they have a really good thing going. And, you know, whether or not they continue to grow is, you know, up to the future, you know, to determine. But I just think that they're really interesting. And they're more than just their, you know, I know people call it a gimmick, whatever you want to call it. I think they're more than just that. But even if they were just that, they're the only people doing it. So what y'all gonna do? Because at one point, every group was kind of just a gimmick, to be quite honest with you. BAP was a gimmick. Now, I understand BAP is no longer around, but you know, that's only because the gimmick got completely absorbed and somebody did their gimmick you know better according to some people so yeah I I just think that they are really the future they're, they're showing like what the genre can do instead of being reductive of what the genre has already done so what about y'all this artist for me surprise is Stacy. I keep getting impressed by them Run To You is like one of my favorite songs of the year and yeah, I just, I really, there's just something very refreshing about them. I feel like with them, they know who they are, you know, even as a young group, obviously they have room to grow, but I just feel like with so many groups having to try and hit it big and find a concept that people are going to connect with really quickly, it's hard to find people that come off as like, as authentic in a sense, as authentic as you can be as an idol. So yeah, I just really vibe with everything that they've got going on. Okay, for my choice, I picked Jackson Wang because I thought that he had a very strong year and he's been very creative with the aesthetics and the sound from Magic Man, the album that I just personally never thought was ever going to come because he kept dropping these pre-release singles. And I'm just like, so what's their album? What's going on here? But he finally dropped it and 
she's given a lot of like old school pop male superstardom in with his music. I actually have like I've listened to Magic Man, but I haven't actually sat down with it as much. So I plan to do that when I have some free time. But like everything I've seen so far is just so much more imaginative, much more creative than more than most people are doing in K-pop right now. And as I said, like he's doing choreo, he's making these like very elaborate, elaborate, like, you know, world building kind of music videos. And it's, it's really dope. It's, it's cool. And it's fun to see. And he's, he looks like he's having a good time now. He did mention that, you know, during the lockdowns and everything, he was a little down, but you can see that he's really shining, especially when he's on stage and performing. And he's just been, you know, Jackson has had his problems. He has been problematic in the past and he probably will be problematic in the future. I'm not like sugarcoating that at all, but I do think as an artist, Jackson has a lot to offer and he works very hard and he's usually really down on himself about it, which is really kind of crazy to see because he's so successful. But I even liked what he did with Panther Pack thingy that he did. I can't remember the name of it, that super group that he did in China. That was really impressive. And I think since Leave Me Loving You, he has just been knocking out the park for me, to be honest. So yeah. Good job, Jackson Wang, in 2022. All right. So, as always, we have a worst artist category. I'm just going to say real quickly, for me, it's Itzy. Itzy was so fun last year. And then, I don't know, everything they've dropped this year has been so garbage. I think JYP does not know what to do with Itzy. And they didn't build enough on their hype. They are being left behind like crazy with the new fourth gen push that you were seeing this year like we talk about espo we talk about ivy we talk about new jeans we talk about lisa fm people are not talking about itzy anymore they're even like not talking about and makes as much either so i don't know i'm not saying that itzy and and mix are flops i'm just saying that they're not really up there in like the top fourth gen groups you know jyps might be losing their stand in with girl groups lately so i don't but yeah, I, f- I hope next year that they really find a good direction for Etsy and they continue to build on whatever popularity they have left. What about you guys? I already said mine by accident earlier and it was Blackpink. I'm not going to go over it again as to why. But yeah, unfortunately, it's Blackpink. Okay, well... Mine, I chose because I vaguely remember their music. What I remember of it was very bad and nonsensical and made me very disappointed in JYP. And that's in mix. I feel like they had one of the worst like debuts I can remember in recent memory. And hopefully being Nugus, they can crawl out of this hole and and get a hit song and start pumping out some hits but as it stands like their songs this year were just just a no for me so i will admit parts of oo have definitely grown on me like not the middle of the song but the really weird shit at the front at the beginning at the end the end of the song really have grown on me (laughs) 
like it's so bad that it's good. It's it's like kind of corny, but also those girls dance their asses off. So I will give some props, some credit for that. Them and Itzy, one, they have the most like stable vocals out of anybody in the fourth gen. I'm not saying that they sing good. I'm just saying that out of all the fourth gen groups who do put their mics on, Itzy and Enmix are definitely the most stable. So I'll give them some credit for that. You know, we like to have a little bit of positivity sprinkled in the negativity. You know what I mean? All right. So up next, we have sort of like a special category. And that is for songs we chose last year. Oh, shoot. There's more categories. I wasn't even paying attention to that. All right. So songs we chose last year that either fell off or that should have been mentioned or worded last year. So I mean, I'm going to be quick about. Oh, no, go. I was going to say my choices, but you had more explanation. No, it's okay. I feel like it's fine. I think that was very much straight to the point anyway, so you can go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm be quick about it. Mine is Stray Kids Red Light. Look, that song was a moment. I don't listen to it. In fact, I haven't listened to it since the last time we listened to it. It's still a moment. And we need to be appreciative of that moment, despite what we feel about Stray Kids. That's it. Okay. Ash, I couldn't think of any, actually. Yeah, I I can't think of anything that fell off or should have been mentioned that, that or awarded it? last year. Yeah, yeah, I don't have any. Okay, that's fine. For me, I would say that song slash artist that kind of fell off for me from last year would be Wanho, Kang Daniel, and Sunmi. I feel like I just wasn't, that excited for anything that they did this year and that's going to change next year because you know our brand is loving kang daniel even though kang daniel fans hate us so i feel like i should get back i want to i want to i feel like i do want to clarify though that like what i said earlier was something that should have been mentioned last year not something i feel like fell off okay okay fair enough but yes and in terms of Anything that should have been mentioned or worded last year, honestly, I know I talked about Shinies Don't Call Me and Taman's Advice, but the amount of times I've listened to both of those songs this year alone has really solidified that they were the best of the best of last year. So I don't even, I can't remember what I picked, to be honest with you. I mean, some, most of the songs from last year, I'm still listening to, that's fine, but I don't think- Honestly, 2021 was a good year though. It was a good year It was, it really was, it really was. But also like, I feel like Advice and Don't Call Me, those two songs are still just up there for me. They were just so freaking good and catchy and fun and just like, and I can't even, I feel like I can't even listen to one without listening to the other right after. You know, I just, it's, it's perfect. So yes. Okay. Next up, Scandal of the Year. I almost want to save this because of what I have. I have a huge hot take on this. Okay. Okay. Well, at least it's a hot take for me. Okay, so there is something y'all don't expect from me. Okay. We'll we'll do that at the end. We'll have this this the salacious part of this episode at the end. All right, let's skip to what was the best episode we did this year? Me? I'm gonna say real quickly, it was a stray kids accident. Get out of my head. It was the best <laughs> album because as much as we hate on stray kids, they always have 
they all give us the best time. Honestly, we have so much fun roasting them and also just like finding that one gem or two gems sometimes. I mean, usually it's just one, but we all have great, the greatest time. I literally wrote also in like parenthesis, thirst level 100 because it really was up there. It really was just up there. Yeah, it was. For me, for me personally, I can't. It's so sad because Nat, Nat got married to Bang Chan. <laughs> I, I started, you know, a flirtationship with Felix. Ash don't even realize it, but Ash started to have a relationship with them as well. So it's crazy. It's like, we really turned a new leaf in 2022. That's how you know this year's from hell. Because we, we turned a new leaf. Straight Kids really came for us. And I don't understand it because they still release mostly trash. But, <laughs> but the stuff that was good, I feel like was so good that it just kind of like, it, it had you thinking a little bit i'm i'm thinking real hard right now y'all know when that's raven when she have a vision that's what yes. i look like right now it was crazy <laughs> ash what did you pick yeah well i picked this one almost entirely because nat came up with an episode title that was so good that is the ladies always want to bang young cook i just we do, oh we do. that's such a good title we do always want to bang young cook but yes yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And we also had some good topics as well in that episode. Yes. That's why I picked. Hey y'all, I saw a video of at the mamas, there was this like group, this singing group, like male singing group. I guess they do opera or something like that, acapella. But anyway, they did a cover of Lady Gaga Bad Romance. And one of them got a super deep voice. And like the whole performance was kind of cringy. And so somebody said, We have Felix to thank for this. And I just thought that was a really good moment of 2022. And I thought that was a good moment. I have to show you the video. Take the project. Yes, I would like to watch that. Okay. So what about theme of 2022 in K-pop or in life? Hey, whatever you want to talk about. Girls, girls, Or is it girls, 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 they love me. Oh, I did the shiny version. Yes, yes. Do you want to go first? Oh, that was the theme for me. I mean, I ain't really oh, yeah. had no other themes. I guess you could say, what other themes? I think it was mostly just girl groups really being, having a lot of girl groups. Yeah. And all of them being better than all of the boy groups. Yes. And it was also a year of realizing things, right? And I think the number one thing that we realized was that maybe the military is actually a good thing. You know what I mean? I'm just throwing it out there. Military industrial complex, mandatory enlistment. Maybe it's a good thing that some of these guys need to take a break, you know? And no, that's not a BTS reference. That's just the honest, like, you know, these folks have been very disappointing. So I think they need to go away for a couple of years so that we can, you know, they can fade out of the cultural consciousness. Again, not a BTS reference, just in general. Yes, I agree. It was the year of girl power for me as well. All the ladies dropped bangers after bangers after bangers. They didn't let the men breathe at all. Like, I don't think any male group charted a single, maybe outside of BTS. And I mean, they're a wall. So at this point, it is what it is. And maybe also Big Bang with Still Life did really well. but. Yeah, it was just sad and lackluster. And there were some male idols, you know, in groups or a soloist that, you know, kind of stuck out. Like we mentioned B.I. earlier today. I mentioned Jackson Wang, 
Zico actually also dropped music, which is pretty good this year. But <laughs> Banguk, Bang Yungook also dropped music, I believe, this year too. But like the girls just did it better every single time. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so that would be definitely one of the major themes. I also felt that, especially after watching them, I didn't, I mean, I didn't watch the mamas. I watched the mama performances and seeing like the winners, it really hit me that we're firmly in fourth gen. Third gen has faded. They are. Oh, yeah. That's a huge one. That's a huge one. I think we even did talk about this a bit on the podcast, on the Patreon, where we talked about how, like, I'm not going to get too deep into it because y'all can go and listen to the episode on Patreon. But basically, you know, we are really, like, in a new and unfamiliar territory. And the reason why I know this, like, even from my own personal taste is, like, I'm not as like excited to run to the award shows and things like that because I don't know none of these people anymore. You know, like I don't I don't it's not really grabbing me now. I'm opening and listening to their music and understanding things, but I'm not running to them. And also the groups that are winning big awards. Don't get me wrong. It's still mostly BTS. But like outside of BTS, it's all new groups. Like it's not really the people, the folks that we're used to winning big awards. Right. So. That is it's just wild to see how we've moved into that new territory. And it's kind of scary to be I'm gonna be honest with you, because these new groups are not they're not really all hitting yet. Okay. Well, my theme is oversaturation, because while K pop has gotten massively popular in a lot of ways, that has also, you know, caused, you know, people to overcompensate by trying to come up with a new idol group every other day. And like Jimin said, there's so many now, like you don't know who anyone is. And it's gotten to the point where it's like, everybody knows the bubble is going to burst at some point. We just don't know when. So I think that was kind of the key part of the year was just, you know, all of the new groups and all the unfamiliar faces that we've been seeing. So, yeah. I think we're actually starting to see it burst a bit because there were a lot of new groups that debuted like maybe two or three years ago that already disbanded because of lack of support or money. We're seeing Luna combust at this point. So I definitely think, and even NMIX already lost a member. One Us lost yeah. a member this year as well to Silent G Idol lost a member. So yeah, I think that we're going to start seeing the downfall, you know, people... Maybe think it's a little bit easy as long as you can get credit <laughs> to make a girl group or a boy group or an idol, but it's it's very expensive and you need a lot of money pouring in to make profit. So it's it's not an easy business, guys. All right. So that means we are on the last topic. Well, not topic so much. The last award, because this is the Nyan Awards 2022, and it is for Scandal of the Year. Now, there have been so many scandals, it's kind of hard to determine what was the scandal of the year, especially with the pace of like social media. Like something is really big for like a week and then it's not, you know, like everybody has moved on from it. I would say like for me, the top three scandals for me were Huna and Don breaking up. I mean, they were engaged, so they broke their engagement, yo. And then, like, literally the next week, they were performing together and winding up on each other. It was 
it's kind of nuts when you think about it, but that, you know, I've titled Love is Dead. And then we had the whole V and Jenny situation, but I'll let Ash get into it. Just know the way people were coming for GD, who it should be the victim of this situation, was kind of crazy to me. I don't know. I know, I understand, you know, people hate him, but it, it was a bit much. And three, I would say the whole Lee Seung-gi situation slash the whole Chu situation with her company, Blockberry, has just been like, it's, it's sad. The fact that, you know, these companies are robbing these people blind and like gaslighting Lee Seung-gi, who's like the nicest, sweetest, most humble celebrity on the planet, like gaslighting this man for like 10 years and telling him that he was a negative performing artist because he never made them profit. Meanwhile, stealing and robbing this man blind this whole time. And so the latest update is that they actually came to an agreement and gave him money. I think they gave him like 5 million won or something like that. And he donated it to charity and he's still going to press criminal charges against his company and, and seek sort of like some sort of case against them, which I completely commend him for. And their dispatch just released a huge sort of document thingy on Chu's situation with Blackberry. And honestly, you gotta sit down with that because there's a lot of information and not and most of it is really bad for Chu and the girls in terms of like how profits were distributed and how like basically the contract was meant and created to keep these girls in debt to the company forever, basically. It it's very sad. So those are the biggest scandals for me this year. What about you guys? V and Jenny, that whole thing was just took over the internet for like a good period of time. And it just had so much going on with it. Like there are conspiracy theories. You had this person that was saying they were hacking into Jenny's phone. People talking about whether the pictures of V and Jenny together were photoshopped people in denial, people becoming stands of the couple. It's just a whole lot of mess. And then, you know, the added aspect of, you know, the ickiness of, you know, invading someone's privacy like that. And then people kind of saying, we should respect their privacy, but then having full-on discussions and photos using Photoshop to, like, investigate every inch of the picture to determine whether it's real or not, you know? And... It's still going on. Like, I think this person who the person that was involved recently leaked some information about Jin from, I guess, the military base or something like that recently. I don't think anything major, but they were talking about some locations or things that he had been at. So it's it's still going on in a, in a sense. And it's just it really makes you realize why a lot of people would rather not just be people like, well, why wouldn't you want to be an idol? I mean, like, look at the pressure and the stress that they're under it's just it's just insane and yeah it was a crazy time but that is my scandal for the year okay so my scandal i don't even know if i can call it count it as a scandal because it feels like a lot of people don't know about this but i actually put a link in the chat for what happened actually no i guess the link is not there anymore i'll put it back in there but okay, where do I start with this? So recently, when I say recently, I literally mean like five days ago. I saw a video on the internet where I, it was from, I guess, Big Hit's official TikTok page where Bongyu, 
from two by two, you know, was doing like a POV video, right? And the POV is supposed to be a person. I'm assuming maybe like a MOA, which is what two by two calls their fans saying, I feel insecure about my body, right? And Bombu looks like he's listening to the person. And then after a while, he kind of puts his hands over his mouth and then he starts like saying, you're perfect, like mouthing the words, you're perfect. Like, but in like this dramatic, like, you know, I'm going to come save you from your insecurity kind of way. Right. And I thought, okay, this is like a joke, right? I, I didn't think it was very serious. But then somebody put a post saying that this is, you know, allegedly not the first time this type of video has been done by two by two. And there's another post. And I don't know if this post is real. It does. It, at first I thought it, it wasn't real because it didn't look real. But the more I look at it, I'm like, it, nobody's saying it's fake. So it seems like it's probably real. And it's a post, again, on Big Kid's page where Hyunin Kai, who's like, you know, the youngest member, the Magne of 2i2, he's like doing another POV video. And he's like sitting in front of a window of what looks like a high-rise hotel. And the there's a comment on the screen that says, to anyone struggling, by the way, trigger warning, it says to anyone struggling for eating disorders, for anyone struggling with ED, which is eating disorder, I hope this video helps you. And it has like a heart. Emo, emo, emoticon, and it says, let's eat with Ningning. Ningning is what they call Hyunin Kai. That's like his nickname. But it says, let's eat with Ningning, right? And it's him, like, you know, with music playing over him and him mouthing the lyrics to some song. I don't know, like, who sings it, but where it says, it's okay not to be okay. And when I saw that, I, I was like, okay, that is also real, which I, it seems like it is. That is very gross. And I titled this on my, you know, Scandal of the Year. I titled this, it must be in the big hit playbook, you know, but 2 by 2 is allegedly following the, bus, the footsteps of their youngs by profiting off of their fans' insecurities. Because as we know, BTS did the same stuff a couple of years ago. And it's, it's weird. It's gross. Like, it's very strange to me because it's like, they know who their fan base is. Their fan base is like, you know, younger people, you know, probably a lot of teenagers. I wouldn't even say probably. I would say like, for two, tomorrow by together, most of their fans are teenagers. I'm probably their oldest fan. And I'm not, I don't think I'm old, at least. And, oh, also, I'm not a fan. Let me, let me go with Rod. Ash, take that out. I'm probably the oldest person that enjoys their stuff. And I don't consider myself old. But I think it, there is something very icky about this. I hate this. I really hate this because it's like, I'm not saying it can't be genuine. It's just the way that they're doing it. That seems a little bit weird. I do think that some people are like being a little bit extra about this. Y'all know who y'all are. And it's people who stand other like rival boy groups who are being extra about it. At the same time, they shouldn't be doing this, in my personal opinion. I'm actually curious to see, like, do you guys have thoughts about this type of thing? Because we've seen this before. Like, we've seen boy groups from sit from time do this. Like, even One Direction did this. One Direction had a whole song about, like, you know, all these things you're insecure about. I think they're perfect. Therefore, you are now valid. I, I don't necessarily once again like I'm one of those people where it's like I, as I've grown in my life I, I've thought to myself like not everything needs to be like picked apart and this and other 
But I do think it's kind of a harmful thing to be like, you know, doing this kind of performative, like you're just so perfect despite like all of these like serious mental health issues you have. You know what I mean? What I'm just curious to see if you guys have thoughts about that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. I think that it's something about celebrities who have certain types of fan base that they prey on things like this, like the insecurities of their fans and just like real world problems with this like false sense of like authenticity and, and, you know, empathy. And I'm not saying that they don't empathize with it and they don't care about that, you know, like eating disorders and things like that. But I don't, I just don't believe that they're being authentic when they try to, you know, pull people into the webbing with this, oh, we care about you, love yourself, we love you kind of behavior, because I just don't buy it. I don't believe it. I'm sorry. I just, I feel like celebrity, like musicians, artists, things like that, please just make music. Don't wade into real thing, like real world problems for the most, like it just comes across as at least a little skeezy for the most part, you know, like, especially since you're not really doing it from an authentic place where you really want to help people, because how could you, you work in an industry like K-pop, which literally, you know, influences people to have eating disorders there are tiktoks showing like you know the k-pop girlies and guys and how skinny they are and you know the plastic surgery that they've gotten and how to look like opa how to look like honey like i feel like the revolution starts inside internally and you know it reflects on the outside and you're a lot of these idols you know the k-pop world since we were talking about a k-pop you know, in 2022, I feel like everybody has really gotten even more entrenched in the, some of the more harmful aspects of K-pop in the world. And so I, I just, it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. And I yeah. feel like we need to detach from these idols a lot more because I've seen people that, you know, I genuinely really like and I, I thought were cool and I still think are cool pretty cool but like i've seen some people get really deep in the sauce like in, in in ways that affected them personally and it was really weird to me like i just you know like i love god seven that's not my identity you know like yeah. i love lord of the rings i love bleach ish i love to hate bleach really you know it's not my <laughs> whole identity you know i just i i, I don't you get find it find yourself and, and at this point, I want to be clear, we're, we're like, the thing we're talking about is like this whole, you know, identity thing and, you know, don't, don't wrap yourself up in something. It's not, we're not talking about the same topic I, necessarily I was talking about earlier. Like we're kind of like talking about multiple different topics now, but yeah. I want to say to that point though, it's like the moment you start defending people that you don't know. Like, and, and I'm not going to pretend like I've never done that. Like, that would be disingenuous. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I never felt, like, personally affronted when my, like, favorite artist was affronted, right? But I think I've 
grown a lot. And even when I did feel hurt, it was never like a deep thing. It was almost always like a, like, and it was never in with regard to something they actually did that was like actually wrong. You know what I mean? It was more like a, oh, you don't like this song? You know, like, you know, that kind of thing. And it was easy to get over. But the point is, is like, this is just me saying like, you know, from human being to human being, People don't want to lose friends over K-pop. Like, that's weird. That Come on now. Like, that you got to admit, that's, like, really strange. Y'all be the same people who said that they're, y'all roast every other thing. Y'all be like, I've seen people be roasting, like, oh, how can y'all be into anime? Y'all are weird. How can y'all be loving these Thai actors? Y'all are, oh, they just, they, they, can't, they don't even have talent. How can you be, you know, into sports? You know, that's just, oh, it's doing too much. I will say that I have definitely disconnected from K-pop a lot this year. I have felt like it was very easy, I think, when everybody was like sort of joining forces because armies were, you know, very toxic. Out of pocket, yeah. yeah. But but now they don't have that common enemy anymore, so they got to like find new battles and now the battles are starting to resemble the battles that armies was having you know what i mean like yeah. <laughs> it just feels like the call is coming from inside the house and i really hate that whenever you whenever when it was mentioned when it started to become very obvious that that was kind of what was happening for some not everyone i mean there's a lot of like really lovely people who you know are great and whatnot but when we started seeing the writing on the wall and people were starting to comment on it I'm not saying all the comments are great or I agree with all the comments about it. I really don't. You know, I have my own opinion on on what I saw this year in 2022 in K-pop. And, you know, that's my own. But I do recall that a lot of people felt like it was a personal attack and that it was like effect. Like people were commenting on their blackness. Like, oh, we can't be black and be a fan of K-pop. Like nobody ever said that. Like, I, I feel like at that point, it felt like I was being gaslit maybe in some sense because I had this criticism of what I saw that I thought was very akin to the issue that people claim to have with armies, like black armies specifically. But, you know, it, it kind of felt like you can't say anything because people literally will take it personally. Like you're, you know, saying something about their mama or something like that. And that was very strange to me because these are the same people once again, who, you know, I would see same say these exact same things about other fan ba- fandoms and like that was okay. And honestly, at this point, like I have things to do. I have a life and I want to enjoy it for however long that I have it. So like it, I don't know. I feel like if this was a couple of years ago, you know, we would have, you know, made an episode about it and like, you know, had a Twitter space about it or whatever. But at this point, I just, you know, live your life. I'll live mine. And I honestly, like, I really do wish for all the best for not just black people, but all the good people in the world. And, you know, like whatever brings you joy, like lean into it because it's a really shitty world that we live in. But I just really don't have time for things like that kind of negativity, that type of hypocrisy in some cases. I just, I don't have the energy. I really just don't care. (laughs) So, you know, I think for me, I leaned really well into being an, a multi-fan this year because for that reason, I think because I saw the, how isolating 
everybody was becoming. And I really like K-pop. I like the genre. I like multiple artists. I like multiple groups. I like what's going on with it. I like the themes. I mean, everything we've talked about today has been fun to me. And I really enjoy that. And I don't really want fan words and like all that kind of stuff to bog it down. So that's kind of like, honestly, yeah, yeah I feel like, I feel like that is the biggest scandal, actually. Yeah. It's kind of going back to my scandalous. The biggest scandal of 2022 is probably that BTS enlisted. Honest to God, I really feel that way. I feel like because, and, and I say BTS enlisted, but I mean, one person enlisted, but, but that, but when one person enlisted BTS, let's be real, that means that the whole group enlisted because, you know, we've seen by literally looking at Jungkook that, <laughs> and performing at the World Cup that like, you know, they backed off as a group, right? And I think what that is showing us is like when they're, again, like we're saying, when there's no common enemy, people start to make up enemies. And it's just, it's just weird. It's very strange to me. And I, I live and let live at the same time. Like it's kind of exhausting. Cause like I never, I, I never feel like, even though we get with BTS, I feel like we get with everybody. You know what I mean? Like we, we don't, you know, we don't take any prisoners. We literally get with everybody. We've cut like we we're on so many watch lists, so many stand <laughs> watch lists, block lists, everything because we we just kind of say what we feel about things. And even if we like people, going back to my original complaint with with the stuff that's going on with two by two, it's like I like them. Obviously, I think they should stop doing this. You're insecure, and baby, I can save you. Like. First of all, ew, y'all like y'all are like twenty one. Like y'all are kids. Stop it. Not kids in like a like an actual way, but like y'all just young. You know what I mean? It just looks weird. But you know, two, it's just like a it's just not good. It's not a good look. It's it's a bad look and it's bad optics. And you know, I can admit that despite the fact that I really like their music and y'all know that I do, right? It's just I don't know. I just, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I think my whole point is is like. It kind of, I just, I people are showing their true colors, I guess. Now that they don't have, now that they don't have to pretend to be friends with people so that they can all team up to bully armies, they can really be who they really are. And honestly, people are like, people are kind of nasty. Yeah. Like the people that, like, it, it, it really be people you didn't expect to. They're just nasty people. Just, yeah. Nasty. I mean, I think for me it was more sort of disappointment, but also just like, yeah, you know, like I, I feel like I don't know, like this internet stuff. Like you can meet the best people, aka everybody on this podcast and all of our listeners, <laughs> and then sometimes you just meet people who you know are transitory, maybe, and are just like, yeah. you know, are cool, but like, you know, that's as far as it goes. I feel like. Yeah, maybe just protect your peace, y'all. Just protect your peace. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. But anyway, wait, I want to yeah. say one more thing. Oh, yeah. I do feel like, you know, sound like we talking about somebody specific. We not. Oh, no, <laughs> like, no, we're this, not. And, it, and it's, it sounds like this is real personal. I'm like, the more I'm listening to us, I'm like, this is not personal. It's not personal. We don't. We're just talking about like just general things that we've seen and trends that we've seen. So, you know, before people, you know. Take yeah. Yeah. It's it's more of just like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. 
like sure. you know like let's move it along i like, have personally just not lost any friends like, yeah I, you know i want to put a record i personally have not lost any friends and i'm still following everybody and mutuals with everybody that i was mutuals with before so it's not it's not like i just yeah, it's not i personal. think what we need is we need a uniting a uniting figure and I think we will be getting that in February when Super M comes back. Yes. And we, it can be cool to drop again, you know? Yes. Yes, exactly. That's what we need. We need Taman to come back. And because, you know what? That's what it is. Without Taman, this is the darkest timeline. Oh, my God. You're so right. That's, there's, honestly, think about it. It's no coincidence. The moment Taman enlisted, the world started falling apart. Right? Right? So once Taman is back, we will be back in the best timeline or the, you know, okay timeline. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, guys, let's we'll start a countdown in 2023 for Taman's comeback because we need it. The world needs to heal again. OK, yeah. <laughs> we should actually do something. Actually, listeners, let us know if y'all like to see us do some sort of Taman themed like. I don't know, Patreon episodes or something, countdown for when, you know, he'd come back. That would be fun if we did, like, some little, like... Yeah, we could do, like, a special Taman live stream or something. I don't know. Yeah, like, our that special episode. Really Just, like, all about Lee Taman. Everything yeah. about him. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. Well, this was fun. Uh, yes. You know, we hope that you guys... Congratulations to our award winners. Yeah. Congratulations to the winners and the losers. Yeah. You know? You all, sh- you know, shine bright like a diamond. Congratulate losers. Okay. You know what? Hey, they were mentioned. Okay. There are a lot of groups that just didn't even get a mention at all. So, hey, they stood out in ways that were, you know, that took time out of our days to talk about. So I think that's commendable. You know, I'd rather be like noticed than not noticed, you know, sometimes. So Fair. just throwing that out there. Yeah. But yeah, congratulations to everybody that was mentioned. You know, we say it with love because we do really want people to excel and do better. So a lot of the criticism was more about like what not to do for 2023. Okay. Wait, can I say one more thing? Yeah, sure. About, you know, the other thing is, you know, we got to pick our battles as people who like K-pop poor, especially like black people who like K-pop. We got to pick our battles, y'all. I think, you know, when we first started this podcast, I think I was young and I was, I'm still young, but I was, I was a lot more like eager to like, every battle is a worthy battle. Yeah. Some stuff, it just ain't worth it. You know, just live your life, especially if you have things, you know what I mean, to do, which I would hope that if you are grown, you have something to do besides like, be, you know, find, you know, be like. I don't know how to explain it. Like, you're allowed to be upset by things, obviously. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, like, don't, don't, just, just accept that it's going to disappoint you and move to something better. Like, don't continue to consume the thing that is constantly disappointing you. That is true. I should definitely tell myself that every time I watch Bleach, but I can't stop. So, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it came back this year and it's really, it's vexing me so much, but I still love it. I love you, Ichigo Kurosaki. But anyways, yes. You know what, guys? Thank you so much for spending your time with us and sending us messages and, you know, joining our Patreon if you're on it. It is $3 a month. 
which, you know, gives you so much content, guys. So much content. And we're a lot looser, a lot freer, a lot more honest. You get to know a little bit more about us. Not that we're not honest here. I mean, we're, we're well, crazy I... honest here. But, you know, we we prefer to be even more honest behind a paywall. And so, yeah. <laughs> Throwing that out there, guys. We should tell y'all how honest we are. The fact that Nat even said those words in that, like, sequence. <laughs> that should tell y'all something. Yeah. And also, too, the pot, the money helps the podcast. Like, you know, with things that we need, like mics and editing, and you know, like it's it's fun for us, yes, but this is also work. So, you know, just throwing that out there. If you do really enjoy our content, or if you just want to support the podcast and you have the means to do so monetarily, our we are on Patreon. It is three dollars a month. There is so much backlog that if you have the free time at the end of the year, like many people do. You can, you know, lose yourself in all of our album reviews and laugh along. All of our discussions, all of our yes. drama reactions. What else do we do on it? We do so we much. Play, we play games. We played Bootleg Monopoly this year, guys. We it was fun. We played Bootleg Monopoly <laughs> and Bootleg Uno. That was yes. fun. I learned how to play Uno for the first time and I won. I know, so y'all. It was fun. It was great. That uh, is like, I just couldn't believe how Canadian she was. Yeah, you have to understand. So one thing y'all don't know is I like we have to convert everything for that because she's Canadian. So <laughs> we uh, this, I, seriously earlier today I was saying something about yeah, like that's three days from now, and that was like, what's a day? And I was like, oh shoot, can get it? Like, I don't have days. Like, okay, we well, gotta do the conversions. So. <laughs> Things are different here, guys. I'm sorry. It's just so different here in Canada. It's like, people think it's very much like America, but it's not. Honestly, like, the British got their teeth in this country, and it just, they're not letting go. I mean, they are talking about putting that man's face on our money. I will never have money again if that man's face is looking at me. His mom wasn't that cute. But, you know... I grew up looking at Queen Elizabeth like she's always been, you know, a monarch in that sense. But Charles, Charlie Boyd, oh, um, the incest is tough. very clear on his face. So I really don't want it. There. You got a little bit of the Habsburg jaw too. Just a little bit. You just a little bit. Oh, yeah, just boy. a little bit. But yeah, you know, and, <laughs> oh, talking about our Patreon next year, we're going to be even better. We're going to be more consistent. You know, that's our goal, guys. But also, also, we just did a Japanese album review, so we are branching out, guys. I mean, K-pop yes. is still a main thing, but, you know, as you know, we're all nerds, and we all like other things. Jimin is into, you know, Thai stuff right now, and, you know, Attack on Titan, and I'm into, like, all sorts of anime, and, like, Lord of the Rings, and Ash is a video game, you know, enthusiast. So, we're definitely <laughs> going to, like... Very, that's, like, the nicest way I've ever heard somebody describe a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna definitely start um, sharing our hobbies and the things that we like. Obviously, you know, with topics you know surrounding our main things, but we're definitely gonna share more of other fun parts of us on this podcast. Yeah. So we hope you come and you enjoy the journey, enjoy the ride. Remember, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, I mean, uh, depending on the type of concern, of course, you can reach us yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> At Naya Citizens, or you can send us an email at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. You know, we always love hearing from you 
might not get to you right away, but we definitely get to you as you know quickly as we can. And we're always happy to explain things or elaborate or just like, you know, talk about topics that you guys want to hear about. We're totally dope, you know, or we're totally open for that because you guys are dope. Say, you guys always have the best. Yeah, I know. You guys are dope and you always have the best questions, the best recommendations, you know. You guys know what we're willing to do. I think that's that's why you guys always know what to recommend. <laughs> so yes. really thank you so much for the support after all of these many years, you know, and everything that's going on in the world. It means so much, so much for us. But yeah, and also thanks to our lovely podcasters, Jimin and Ash and Jay, who's not here, but you know, we we've done our best. I and I think that, you know, we're still doing our best. And I think, I mean, I enjoy doing it. We you guys seem to enjoy doing it. So we're gonna keep doing it until we literally cannot. So thank you so much. <laughs> yes, thank you. That was so sweet. Thank you again it's to the sweet. listeners. Thank you to my fellow podcasters. And I want to do some shout outs. Yeah. Like, oh, end of your shout outs. Yeah. Right before we go. Okay. All right. Right before we go. All right. So I want to say first, shout outs to this year finally being over. Um, It started out kind of slow. Then it went pretty fast. But at the same time, I feel like I'm ready for something different. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. 2023 about to be different. I don't even know how to explain it. I think it's going to hit different. Shout out to SZA. Like, seriously, listen to SOS. Stream SOS. That's all you need to do. Forget about K-pop. Reject humanity. Listen to SOS. And who else did I want to shout out? I'm not shouting out anybody else that's currently a living, breathing human being. As we were talking before the podcast, living, living, breathing human beings always have a way of disappointing you. And I've shouted out way too many human beings in the past. And I'm sure some of them must have disappointed me at some point. I, I don't know if that's the case, but I'm sure that it's happened. So I'll try not to do those types of shout outs. And I think those are my main shout outs. Watch it. You know what's going to happen? Y'all going to do shout outs and I'm going to remember something. But go ahead. Gosh, shout outs. Shout outs to my co-podcasters. Shout outs to our patrons, our listeners. Thank you so much for being there and being supportive of us. Shout outs to the late, great Whitney Houston. Her biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody, is coming out this weekend. So go see it yourself, you know, to support Whitney Houston and her legacy. Support Black-owned businesses. Yes, we are a Black-owned business, so support us too. That's yes. true. Yes. Oh my God, I forgot we were black. <laughs> Somebody gonna take that the wrong way, but you know, whatever. Support Black Bones podcast. Yeah, Ash, I'm really happy that you said that because if you hadn't said that thing about Whitney Houston, I probably would have remembered that they're doing a biopic and totally slandered it because I did not like who they picked to pick to play Whitney. I just don't think that. Well, okay, she looks why, like her. what's the thought? Okay, okay, yeah. it's because y'all. Okay, okay, okay. But okay, so shout outs to us, shout outs to listeners, shout outs to the patrons, and shout outs to Got Seven because I love you. And JB and Jin Young are going to the list next year. I did not think that I had it in me to be sad about enlistments anymore, but Jin Young's enlistment did hit me. It was a very sad day for me, but you know what? He needs the break. He gets the fill out and 
exercise some more. He likes exercising. I completely so that's forgot good. that they was in the same vein that I forgot that we was black. I forgot they was Korean. Oh. I was like, <laughs> why are they listening? I was like, oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to God7. Shout out to Attack on Titan coming back next year. It's supposed to come back next year, right? I feel like yeah, that. I, yeah, I they we need a trailer, but at the same time, I almost don't want them to give me a trailer because one, I want this journey to last as long as humanly possible, and two, not only that, but like I'm just scared. Like I don't want it to be bad. I want I want them to do it right. Oh, I don't yeah, even care what the story this is. Like is. The, I just the end, right? Hopefully, they're yeah. not going to do like a part five or whatever. You know? Okay, I get. I that. remember when I remember when season four part two came out, and they was like. Because you remember when they called season four, part one, they called it the final season. Yes. People was calling part two the final season. The finalist season. Well, actually, we're going to definitely, we should definitely do an Attack on Titan episode, like a collaboration with Soju, and just do like a, so you've missed everything from, I guess, part one. Because I feel like when we did the last episode that was like three hours long, which was supposed to be a short summary on Attack on Titan. We did up to the final season, right? I think I so. Think so. So we can just like start there and do like a review on the first two parts before the third part comes up. And then, yeah, that's yeah. Good. that'd be kind of fun. It'll yeah, be like, a, that's too. what you missed. Um, uh, I, exactly. Yeah, I, I have only watched, I think, the very first episode and that's it. Okay. Yeah, you need to get with the time. You gotta get, yeah, you got, you gotta get with Ash. Come on. I'm just, oh, also, there's a new, <laughs> there's a new slam dunk. The anime is coming to screens near you, and it's got all of the weeaboos up in arms because you know the main character basically he looks like your average light skin. I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> got all the weeps up in arms because you know they, I don't know, I guess they just are not happy that black people are happy about this. Well, you know. And that black people are associated with basketball. Like, I mean, if I'm if I'm gonna see black people in any sort of anime, like sports anime and that, it's gonna be basketball. Like that just yeah. makes sense to me. But okay. I mean, yeah. And it's like, you know what? I'm watching it just despite the weaves. Just despite huh. the weaves. Yeah, I mean, I've done a lot of things through pettiness, so I get it. All right. But yes. Yes. Okay. And then shout out to last shout out to Rikia Kuchiki and Ichigo oh. Kurosaki and Ishin oh, Kurosaki. Ichi. Yes. Shout out to them because they are amazing and fantastic. And Ishin is definitely DILF of the year for me. So yeah, I'm very excited to continue seeing them animated. Let's not talk about the story. Just look, talk about how pretty they look. I think Studio Purell did it too. So it's definitely very gorgeous to look Studio at. Studio so. Purell, like the hand sanitizer? No, Studio, is it Purell? Puree? Whatever the one, what's the name of that? Oh. That studio that did Attack on Titan 2, right? No, Attack on Titan Pierrot. is and Mappa. Oh, okay. Pierrot. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Also, the shout out to here. everybody who says manga instead of manga. Shout out to y'all, because we understand that, for some reason, the correct pronunciation is difficult for y'all. So shout out to y'all. Yeah. 
Okay, if we continue, like, we'll never end. It will go forever. <laughs> yeah, so thank you so much. Have a fantastic end of year. Be safe, as always. Happy holidays. If you celebrate, if you don't, just enjoy the time. So, yeah, we'll see you guys in 2023. Bye. 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 Bye.